All right, top five songs. Okay, how'd you uh, how'd you judge this? So the one thing I will throw out there right now is that none of the songs that made my five albums mm-hmm. are into consideration for s- songs. You did that on purpose. I did that on purpose because I could like cool. it would be it's going to be the exact same list. Yeah. Because the five albums that I do have, I mm-hmm. listen to a lot. Yep. And that probably made up the majority of my listening. So I kind of looked outside of the top five albums that I yeah. listened to. Yeah. Yeah. And just uh, kind of grabbed. Well, I'm singular songs. Yeah. So these, I don't think, I think a couple of these maybe are from top albums, but uh, at the end of the day, it's mostly based on repeat value. Um, I didn't like look at spin. I was just going to say, see. did you look no. at any? Okay. No, I didn't. I, I don't want to ever look at how many times <laughs> I've listened to a song, if I'm being honest, <laughs> especially uh, yeah. some of these. They can be a little embarrassing sometimes. Um, my first was, uh, it's an uh, artist named Alex G. Are you familiar? Alex G. Yeah, Alex G. That does, yeah. So Alex G. Just put out this record, "God Save the Animals." I think the album is is pretty good, and I don't think this is the most popular song off of "Across the Sea." Um, so the album itself is making a ton of top album lists, um, and I, I just there's something uh, that the, the Ben genre is a little bit in this "Cross the Sea" song that it uh, feels pretty unique. It's a pretty song, um, and uh, as should be no surprise to you, I'm a sucker for songs that kind of drop the floor out from under you at yeah. some point yeah. and it has a little bit of that as well so yeah alex g cross the sea uh my first song i'll mention is one that you actually tipped me off on oh. early 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 oh. in the year and i don't know maybe we're going to cross paths here at some point wait is it a guest that we had on the show it is a guest that we have I had on the exactly show what it is. and you had a pretty good connection yeah to I, that i know guest exactly what on it that is. particular show what so is it go ahead and tell me what it is wait no now i now i don't know is it crucified it's crucified okay sister ray crucified which came out early uh yeah, I was trying to figure it out uh, actually today when commun or uh, when crucified came out. It was but yeah, late January. Okay, so for ex- yeah, I actually wrote it down here. But anyways, okay. okay so is this? Do we have a tie? Do Not on have- the song level. No. Not on the song no, level. No, no, okay. No, no. Okay. Good. Good. Uh yeah, it's just I mean that song has checks a shit ton of boxes for me, uh, as far as vocals, the acoustic nature of it. It does kind of. Almost delve into the country, alt mm-hmm. country Americana side of things a little bit. The legitimate power to like the, break you down. 100%. If you're if you're vul- yeah. if you're willing to approach that song with enough vulnerability, then I have no doubt in my mind, uh, you will. Your I was gonna say you will get wet. Your eyes will get wet. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, and it's funny. It's like so many. Like I like to rock, but I as I was going through this list, it is those types of songs that tend to stick out oh 100 percent, the yeah. most yeah, for yeah. sure so sister ray crucified well uh in the same vein of sister ray uh big thief simulation swarm mm. so big thieves dragon new warm mountain i believe in you that's the name of their album is an hour and 20 minutes across 20 songs it's an extensive record uh, i don't think there's anything bad about it it's just as a whole like it's not on my top five albums um but simulation swarm fuck the success of that song alone, like I've heard that song doing groceries. Yeah, I heard that song at the wedding I was at a, a couple months ago. Um, I do think that it's a near perfect track. Um, and yeah, Big Thief. I mean, uh, Big Thief is always putting out good music. But and it's so funny, you're right. Goddamn. Like uh, that didn't make my top albums list either. But I loved the shit out of that album and loved the fact that it was an hour and yeah, you, do, 20 yeah, minutes you don't long. get that. Like you don't no, get that very often. No, you don't get that yeah. at often at all. So yeah, Simulation Swarm from Big Thief. Um, okay, so I'm going to go, and this is going to seem like it's a, uh, a suck up to Brennan from Bose, but 
Father John Misty's. Whoa! Yeah, I'm gonna put that. I listen off to that of an song. album that's not been totally received well by the fans. It, I, and and that's probably like I'm sure the hardcore is gonna be like, of course that's gonna be his favorite song. Uh, Goodbye, Mr. Blue. I just I. That's a new song though. That's off the new. That's new off project. the new. Okay. The new, okay, that, okay. I, I think it might have been the first single okay. released from it, or maybe the second yeah, yeah. in that ballpark. Um, but it's got that Harry Nilsson, everybody's talking kind of feel to it. Um, again, same thing, just lyric-wise about, you know, what if today's the last day? What if this is the last time I put on these shoes? Right. Uh, and I know there's a lot more. Yeah, I do remember that song To, now. to that yeah. song. Yeah, in yeah. It. But So, again, from a melody standpoint, lyrical standpoint, uh, I will flat out admit I don't listen to a ton of other Father John Misty, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. that song struck Cool. Uh, really well this year. Do you think Father John's ever made your top, like? No, I don't. No, no I don't think so. I I, I can appreciate, but yeah. it is not a. It's definitely not a go-to. Yeah. No, I, and I I also have not been able to delve too deep into Father John's category. Got a few friends that are super big into him, but yeah, yeah. His, I mean, his fans are incredibly supportive. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Putting it lightly. Very supportive. <laughs> All right. So uh, I think we can both agree that a good album opener is very important. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think that it's a necessity in an album. I think that some albums get away with just here's the album. Here's the, it doesn't necessarily need to be this big flashy opener. Yep. Um, especially when it's not like, you know, an official intro or a skit or whatever it is. Um, and I don't know what the process was in making this album or deciding the track listing or how that all works, but Chastity's Real World, which opens his Suffer Summer album, is like such a perfect, to me, just the absolute perfect way to kick something off and say, hey, sets the tone. Here's what we've got for, for what's you. To come. Um, you're going to enjoy it take my hand, let's fly away. Some <laughs> crazy shit like that. Uh, it's, it's just executed super, super well. And that record is tough because, and we'll talk about it later, but it came out very early in the year. Yeah. First two weeks of January, third week of January, yeah. something like that. Um, but it has stuck with me. I was just going to say, I do remember when that came out, we both had said that'll be a contender for an album of yeah. the year for sure. And that's yeah. a really tough thing to put on an album that comes out in January. Yeah. If it can still be, and you, then you know it's a good product. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. If you're still hanging on to it at the end of the year. Yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, real world. One hell of a way to kick off a really, really killer album. So yep. shout out to Chastity. I can't disagree with that at all. Um, where should I go next? There's one that's a little you bit of a weird more? surprise. Um no. no, three. You three more. Okay, okay. Okay, so we'll go through it a little quicker. Um, so this will give something away uh, because I said that uh, I did not pick a song from a top album, although the honorable mentions will kick into play. Um, Sky Wallace, uh, I, I, I don't know what it is. I just I love absolutely everything she does. That album she did in 2019, mm -hmm. spectacular start to finish. I know you and I talked that maybe this one wasn't quite as strong, mm -hmm. um, but I still connected with it really, really well. And there's a song on it. Have you gone through the album? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a song on it called Keeper, which mm -hmm. is the ballad of the album, yep. which is really good song. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. It's like got like a kind of a gospel type uh, feel to it. There was actually when they were touring, I think they were in like Germany or somewhere. Oh. They had went into an old church somewhere in Europe, this old European church that's just like uh, massive. Older than our country. Older than our country. And they did the the harmonies to Keeper in that Holy church. Shit. And the echoes and everything were just, it's, it's chilling. Oh, wow. There's a ton of emotion into it. Um, and that's one of those grabs you by the heartstrings type of tunes. Very cool. Shout out to Sky Wallace. And you saw her once this year, just, just the one time? Just the one time. Ever. I, I, just the one time oh my ever. God. Oh my Ready God. for more. 
Um, all right. So we we had asked uh, our producers, Ryan and Riley, if they had any input. I think Riley had mentioned that he has like maybe two things. And I'm curious if my last two choices for top five songs of the year are, are something that he was he was thinking about. But I've I've always had a bit of a soft spot for for soft boys and sad boys in music. Um, and uh, Joji, you know, Joji, I don't know. Joji. OK, so I think he's a pretty talented singer songwriter. And a few of his songs over the last few years really stuck with me. But he drops this song called Yukon. Is this one of them? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yukon, <laughs> yeah. uh, he drops a song in the summer. Summer of 22? Maybe it's September, something like that. It's a very short, quick, beautiful, beautiful song. Um, unfortunately, the album is very, very mediocre. I think we can both agree on that. But the song itself is like, as a single, money. Perfect. So good. Huh, okay. Can I, I embarrassing number of repeats on that song? Wow, and yeah. you got Riley to pop out. Joji, Yukon, uh, that's Yukon, yeah. Joji, Yukon. Okay, <clears throat> um, what do I We're down to two? Didn't love the album, but did love this song. And I did have a little bit of help as I went back, and I didn't look at exact stats, but I just I did go back and look through your numbers, my numbers yeah, yeah, yeah. from 2022, just to make sure I was kind of on the on the right track here. Uh, pop. Oh shit! Really? Robot loves or uh, writes a love song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is just a fun tune. Uh, I love they they mention radio and the overplaying of a particular mm -hmm. song on a radio on station. a very particular on a, station on a very particular yeah, yeah, radio yeah, yeah. station. So I love that call out. I do like I love the theme of the album. What was it Soundgarden? Soundgarden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Black, Hole, Black Hole, Hole Sun. Sun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so and anyways, it's just uh, to me, it's pop doing what pop does best. It's just it's a fun little ditty. Mm -hmm. uh, Subject matter is pretty interesting. Again, the rest of the album I didn't quite get as fully into. Yeah, it's it was a it was a hard one for me to really commit to, especially after the last the, the last few. Yeah, and the last one in particular was yeah um, so good. So yeah, no, I actually you know uh, I'm almost ashamed to say I kind of forgot about that record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. well, and that's honestly so that's a good reminder. That's to get back why into I it. wanted to go back and look because same thing that it. it Especially when it came out, got quite a bit of rotation. Mm -hmm. Actually, obviously enough to have it pop into my yeah, totally. stats. But I and I haven't gone back to it as often, but I will now. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I will also go back to that. All right, so I'm gonna do my last song. <laughs> we'll see if it also matches with Riley's. <laughs> um, okay, so again, this is more of a personal selection of favorites from both of us over the last twelve months, eleven months. Um, this song it's such a weird thing. It's definitely a viral song. Uh, Bizarre Genesis. It was kind of forced into release because it went so viral. It's like, like a it, fucking corn song, is it? It went viral before he actually <laughs> put it out from what I remember. Um, and I think it works in the best interest of the song. It's not even 90 seconds long. It's like a minute 23. Is this the other song you're thinking about? Uh, so you want more of the song, but you're not getting it, so you just have to hit repeat over and over again. Okay. Uh, Lil Yachty, Poland. Am I right? Is that the other one? <laughs> yeah. Have you heard this? No. Oh, and my God. And a buck 23. Buck 23, Lil Yachty, Poland. Kind of seems like it started off as a joke. Yeah. But the beat is, like, the song is fucking awesome. It's so good. And where did it break? Like, where? I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. Like, maybe he just posted a shitty recording on his Instagram and then two days later had to put out, like, an actual track. Yeah. I, I don't know how it works, but, yeah. Lil Yachty, Poland, 
As far as it might not be the best song of the year, but it, it it's probably the best viral song of the year. And is there like more from Lil Yachty? Oh yeah, Lil yeah. Yachty's been around. Yeah, okay. yeah, he's been around for a long okay. time. But, All right. Yeah, Poland. Uh, well, I feel bad with my last one then because my last one I'm going totally completely mainstream and I'm going completely completely with a song that just made me want to shake my ass and dance. Now that was probably the best mainstream rock song of the year. Mainstream rock. Got a ton song. of radio play. It did. It did. Oh God, I don't know. And it's just an ass shaker. And I just, it's a fun oh, song. Oh, you said ass shaker this year. What did you say ass shaker to? <laughs> it was on the podcast. I like to shake my ass. Fuck. I don't know if I Do we have this guest on the show? This is not a guest that was on the show, no. No, but you're right. I do remember saying ass shaker. You're shaking ass to some other uh, other band. Okay, so who is it? What is it? Don't laugh. Coin. Coin. Chapstick. What the fuck are you talking? What is that? You don't remember that you don't? Coin? Uh, coin. Chapstick. Yeah. Which one is the band? Coin. C-O-I-N? C-O-I-N. I have... You know it, right, Riley? I'm sure you had to have heard it. I'm sure if I heard it. it. Yeah, it got what? a ton of play over the summer. It's just a fun... What kind of what kind of song? Like a... Is a, it a pop song? Alternative pop rock. Coin. Pen doesn't work. <laughs> coin and what's the song? Chapstick. Oh my God, I can't believe this. Just get ready to shake your ass. That's all I'm going to say. It's just a fun, again, not a critically acclaimed. Coin chapstick. A, okay. That's where we're going. I'm going to check that out. Um, uh, you got honorable mentions? Honorable mentions. I did listen to uh, Marcus King put out a new album mm. this year that I really enjoyed. Uh, so Hardworking Man, I listened to quite a bit. Altamita, mm, Nightmare yeah, Town, yeah, yeah, had a ton so. of spins. Uh, White Horse, mm-hmm. Division Number 5 especially, mm-hmm. I listened to uh, new from them. The Rural Alberta Advantage EP, which mm-hmm. I don't know if I could include that. I thought about including that in albums, but it's an EP, so I don't know. Um, but Three Sisters from yeah, that. Yeah, really good. And uh, we just talked about this a couple of weeks ago, um, so it's pretty fresh. But that Margot Price yeah, that song, one. Lydia, yeah. is uh, that's pretty special. You're, have you been re-listening to it over oh, and yeah. over? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's just such a great story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And... Uh, Sad, tragic, all that kind of, and I love it. Like I'm trying to pinpoint. It's like got a little bit of Dolly to it, uh, but there's uh, there's other there's so many other things going on. Yeah, that it's almost like uh, if John Prine with his progressive ideas well, like, and thoughts and, and, and yes, content, and that rem- I, for whatever reason that reminded me. But like a little John Prine because of the co- content, mm-hmm, especially mm-hmm. a little Dolly, and it's actually got like a little Talking Heads. Oh, cool! And I, I, I've not going thought on about that. to yeah. it every once in a while. So those are my honorables. My honorables are the Flatliners' Performative Hours, just like wicked, wicked song. Uh, Keegan Powell's World Awake. Yeah. Um, another example of what I think to be a perfect album opener. Mm-hmm. It's such a good song. That album is killer, but that song is, uh, yeah, I'll yeah. be hearing it until I fucking die. Um, Caroline Polachek's uh, Billions, which I think is a really cool song. And then I, I, I mentioned it in the podcast a couple weeks ago with Jordan Clawson. Uh, his song Pangea off of Glossolalia. I told him it's the song that I imagine I'd hear if I ever tried heroin, so it's got to be pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that one. <laughs> Man, I love that. It's a wide range. Oh, totally, totally. Here, hey? Yeah, we're showing up. We're showing up. I love it. And now, drum roll. Albums. So those were the two songs you had? Yeah. That's fucking hilarious. That's great. We got to show Pete Poland after this. Means you guys were hanging out together too much this year. Yeah, maybe. I, well, maybe. Or just talking about minute and a half songs too much. <laughs> I don't know. Name another song that's a minute and a half. Uh, there's a seconds. great Blink 182 song that I think oh, is I'm around sure. around okay. that. It's a Christmas song too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, all right, so we want to do our albums. Let's do albums. We should also clarify, we never, we didn't go over this beforehand. No. So I was curious to see how many similarities Crossovers there yeah. might be. Yeah, yeah. Nothing so far. <laughs> well, that's not true. It's no, not totally true. Not totally true. We, we have our, our lists haven't crossed, but we're both like, oh yeah, I would have. Uh, right. have you a, go first. I have a feeling albums will probably be very different for us. Okay. Okay. Um, but I'll start with the one that might uh, might maybe cross over here a little bit. I'm gonna put Jack White on the list for me. Which one? Now that's the problem is Jack White did release two albums yeah. this year. So do you include both albums? As one whole, if I had to pick, and I figured I should probably pick uh, Entering Heaven Alive would mm -hmm. probably have been my choice. And I think we had talked a little bit about with Fear of the Dawn. I loved it, and I love Jack plugged in, but it just seemed like Fear of the Dawn was a bunch of ideas mm -hmm. that ended up kind of getting Frankenstein together and didn't maybe have the cohesiveness. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, whereas with Entering Heaven Alive is fully cohesive. It's a great classic rock album. There's a lot of very raconteur sounding things on it. Mm -hmm. It's a very diverse album. Um, so I, there was no way I couldn't. Okay. Jack White releases two albums in one year. There was no way I couldn't include. Yeah, that's totally fair. Jack. I like that a lot. I definitely lean more towards the electric electric side of things. I think I'm just kind of like I need a break from the, the more rootsy white. Yeah, that's fair. Because it's been like 10 years now. Yep. Almost. And and again, don't get me. I love Fear of the Dawn, but it, it just, yeah. it's a little choppy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally understand what you're saying about that. It's not conceptually the strongest uh a to Z yeah. record. No, I agree with that. Just made me think about, you know, how a band when they're on stage needs to have a story from beginning to end. <laughs> yes, they do. Sake. Tell me a story. Even if you're uh, just a loud punk band. Even if you're going to do a yes. minute and a 23 second song, you better have a story in that. I don't actually three. believe that, by the way. Anyways, uh, my first album, we've talked about it enough, uh, and I said it at the start of the year. I immediately knew this was going to be my, one of my top albums of 22, even if it came out so early. Chastity's Suffer Summer. Um, go back to episode 54. Check out our chat with Brandon Williams. Um, like I said, incredible from front to back. It is the third part of a trilogy. Each record is incredibly diverse and unique, yet also specific to um, a certain set of influences and inspirations musically. Mm-hmm. I imagine that's from different points of Brandon's life. Um, but, uh, and, and I know that it, it certainly helps having gotten to know him a little bit over the last year, as well as his amazing bandmates. But still, Suffer Summer, it had been a couple months since I'd listened to it, put it on again this week just to make sure. And yeah, like, hands down, it's, yeah. it's in there for sure. Yeah, yeah, it would be an honorable mention uh, for me. And there's a couple of tunes on that too that I thought, you know, if the mainstream. I guess looking at mainstream radio would just pay attention. Yeah. There's a couple of really great Bangers. things. Just Bangers. Yeah. Well, they didn't pay attention. Uh, okay, next up on the list for me is I'm going to go local and homegrown. And we did have her on the podcast at the end of summer. Late summer, because if I remember correctly, it was a gorgeous, gorgeous 20-degree oh, day yeah. when it shouldn't have been a gorgeous 20-degree day. October 18th. Is that the date? I think it may have been. Wow. I think it was. It was definitely into October. It shouldn't have been as nice out as it no, was. No, it was fucking great. And that was definitely the last patio interview, I think. Yeah, till 100%. We'll do until April or May. Uh, Marielle Buckley, Everywhere I Used to Be. Which, uh, You're I not think... the only one. Is that on your list? It's not on my list oh. today, but it was on CBC's list yesterday. That's right, yep. Um, for both album of the year and up and coming. Yep. 
Uh, yeah, it's amazing. It's I mean, the production on the album is fantastic. It mm-hmm. takes a little bit again of that Americana type sound, but adds a little bit more of a, a beat. Yeah. To it, a little bit of some pop sensibilities, I guess, if you will. Uh, and the storytelling is amazing. And again, you know, very much like you learn things about Brandon with Chastity, you learn a little bit about Marielle's life. And uh, yeah. I said to Ryan, I think maybe it was Riley when they played at Bose a few weeks ago, like, first of all, amazing voice. Yep. Um, but Mariel seems to have this like remarkable ability to write melodies that really, really stick with you. Yeah. Yeah. That and that's the every single song on that album. Everyone. I always like back in the in the radio days too, when we would listen to new songs coming in to consider for airplay and everything. Yeah. One of the telltale signs for me was is if I'm humming that yeah. chorus in my head an hour later, Someone two hours later, yeah. that's a very, very good sign. Mm-hmm. And pretty much every song on that album has such a hook to it. Yeah, I uh, and uh, even music aside, one of my favorite interviews of the year, just for how candid and just real transparent so, uh, Mario I, was, really, really cool. And a big really tragically cool hip fan, so that yeah, that, was, so, that didn't hurt either. Uh, Mario and her brother I dropped their cover to the, of it today. I haven't Nothing? listened okay. to the Bob Cajun cover right. yet, but I am very excited to do that. Uh, album number two for me is Soccer Mommy. Sometimes yeah. forever. <laughs> uh, so sometimes you get a lucky pairing of a talented musician and a producer that you adore. Um, this was not something uh, when I heard about it that I expected it to be as good, despite the fact that I, I am a soccer mommy fan. And uh, Daniel Lopatin, I believe is how you say it, who also goes by One Tricks Point Never. Uh, he did the soundtrack for Uncut Gems and um, fuck the Robert Pattinson Safety Brothers movie. Good time. Um, and his, his music, I, I really, really like one of tricks point never. So him producing this record for soccer mommy sounded a little bit, uh, like a, a, just a strange combination. Didn't quite know what to expect. And to be honest, I don't know if I had a lot of faith in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they started dropping singles and every single was like, Oh, this is, this is really cool. This is really cool. This is not what I expected. This is what I expected, but turned out to be way better than I thought it could ever be. It was that kind of experience. So yeah. That was that was a lot of fun. So yeah, sometimes forever by Soccer Mommy. And when did that come out? A few months ago. A few months. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, speaking of not getting what you were expecting. Oh. Uh, you knew this was going to be on my list, and it just came out a month ago. Okay. Um, and it's yeah. like it wouldn't matter what the it wouldn't matter what was actually on the album. It was going to make this yeah. list regardless. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the White Buffalo released an album called The Year of the Dark Horse. Mm-hmm. He started setting the stage for it months before it was released, like back in the summer, about how it was going to be different. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to get rid of the trappings of being an acoustic, yep. Americana, country-leaning Biker artist. boy. Yeah, yeah. Wanted to shed all of that and do something completely different. And he wanted to create what he called his headphones album. Right. You take whatever it is you want to take before you listen to it, pop the headphones on, and you go start to finish as it's the story of, the, so of a true year concept. Yeah, yeah. in a man's life. And it starts off pretty much in January and then comes back full circle into December by the end of things. Um, it was not musically what I expected. Right. There are Very definitely diverse. songs on there that um, lean towards what I've come to expect from the White Buffalo, mm-hmm. that acoustic kind of softer sound. But uh, there's like... You know, some Tom Waits sensibilities going on in it. There's some, like, ELO and Beatles-esque things going on in it. Very different. So I don't know if you ever got a chance to rip Mm -hmm, through it mm -hmm. um, from start to finish, because we haven't talked about it. Um, But again, this guy could, I've always said he could fart the phone book 
and I, that's probably still going to make my top albums of the year list. Yeah. Um, just because it's still his vocals. But, but I love the trip that, that this album is. Um, do you have your number one fan in Canada shirt to go to <laughs> Montana this weekend? No. Why haven't There's you no... gotten one of those yet? I should actually have. I, you, don't, you, I don't need the you shirt. You would easily compete, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There are some stats that back that up that I've gotten here and there in the top 0.5% of listening. Oh, wow. Uh, I believe. Across the I, world. Across the world. Wow. Um, it's funny. I don't Facebook's doing all this weird shit now, but like the, you get the badges, like if you, yeah, yeah, uh, top fan, top fan, yeah, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And now they've even one upped it that they monitor your activity with a band's page. Oh, and it'll give you, you know, how many interactions and all right. that kind of shit. So, um, his, his, his drummer, Matt is pretty active on his social media as well. I had more interactions than even a drummer. Had. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, if there's anything anyone knows, it's that. Facebook is what bands use the most these days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so good thing exactly. that they're staying innovative. Um, so anyways, that one's probably not a surprise being on the list. I'm I, not surprised, like... but I'm happy for you and the White Buffalo fans that uh, however many months of this one's going to be different resulted in a, in a good thing. Yeah. Because you could have been It, it could have gone a completely. Crying. And trust me, there's definitely a few people that you're always going to be, I like your old yeah, shit yeah, better. Yeah. Oh, this isn't anything. Yeah. That, Artists got to spread their wings a little bit. What do you appreciate here? Try... Do you appreciate a song 10 years ago or the man playing the music? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, all right. Number three for me, uh, we've talked about it a couple times, but Sister Ray's Communion. So what I wrote is that when I first heard Crucified, I sent it to you right away. It was a morning. It was like in the morning. Yep. I remember sitting in my chair at work, and I don't think it could have been much later than nine in the morning. Um, beautiful track and the rest of that record meets the exact same standard as far as I'm concerned. 100% of the way through Ella's voice, the music, the lyrical content. It's haunting. It's important. It's cathartic. Um, I think when an artist like Ella puts it all out there on a record like this, the least we can do is listen and uh, respect it. And I think I remember bringing up that I, like there were times I almost felt guilty listening to it because I like I don't know that I should be allowed to get yes. this and I don't know into somebody's life. Did you feel any different after our interview with with Ella? Uh, I th honestly I think I felt more connected. Y yeah, but you still feel like um this is yeah, this is a diary that I This I'm is somebody 1000% exposing yeah. themselves. Yeah. yeah. Um so we did talk to them on our sh uh, on our show for episode 64. And like you said, I, I I just think that what Ella's done with Sister Ray this year and that album and that record it just demands attention. And uh, not on the album, but did an ACDC cover that, and I'm not the biggest fan of covers, but if you're going to do a cover, you should probably do it. And yeah. it's friggin' amazing. That was a couple months ago, right? A couple months ago. Recently, yeah, yeah. 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 It's yeah. pretty awesome. Completely out there. Um, okay, this is another one I talked about a lot uh, at the beginning of the year, and I was curious to see if it would stay with me through the rest of the year, and I did. Same thing, listened to it uh, a couple weeks ago just to make sure. Yeah. Never been a huge fan of this band. Okay. They've been around for a long time, and I think it's just great to see a band that's released, I forget exactly what this is, the number album 11, 12, 13, maybe even more for them, uh, was Spoon. Oh, wow, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Lucifer on the Sofa. Yeah. Again, not... Uh, I've listened to Spoon yeah. casually in the past, but I forget. Again, I think I was going through a, a new music playlist, yep. and Wild was the song that was on that. 
and I just thought, like, this is... What was the first single, The Cut or something? The, uh, I think Wild was first, and then oh, The Hardest Cut was The Hardest second. Cut, right, yeah, yeah. Um, and again, I'll say it again, like, how mainstream rock radio ignored... Yeah, you're right. Probably one of the greatest straight-up rock... From a band that's had some... Had some... Serious s- notoriety for definitely. a long, long time. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point, actually. It, it just, it baffles me how that got missed. Even in the States? Uh, a little bit in the States. Hmm. Definitely not much in Canada at all. A little bit in the States. It did, I like it, probably cracked the top 40. What's the uh, BC band, that huge band, Nico Case, uh, Violent porno- Pornographers? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not comparing Spoon to Violent Pornographers, but I do think that they might fit into a similar category of um, critically acclaimed, devoted fan base bands with who somehow also exist in this wild blind spot in mainstream music. Yeah. It's so weird. I don't know how they get out of that blind spot. Well, I don't know if, or if they've done everything they can. They've got sure. the rabid fan bases and right. they've got the, and at this the point, critical sure, reviews. I'm sure it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't because they're still playing big festivals and, and venues and, yeah. and fans are consuming everything that they have. But yeah, the the people who are unaware are also not being fed it. It's yeah, yeah. It's bizarre. You go back and listen to the hardest cut and tell me that that doesn't beat every other song that you'll see on a year end. And there was some good like on the main like Chili Peppers had Black Summer, which was right. actually pretty yeah. decent. Uh, the Black Keys had uh, Wild Child, which uh, the hardest cut beats. No, I, I I didn't totally get into that Spoon record, but the hardest cut I listened to over and over. It was that was a great song. So yeah. yeah, you're not you're not wrong at all. That's that's a really good point. Yeah. Okay. Some changes need to be made. I think so. Um, all right. What's that bring us to? Number two? Ye- your two. I got one left. Okay. So, and again, this is not actually ordered. Um, this is one of those bands that I knew absolutely nothing about until moments before they started their set at the VAT just a few months ago. Um, and Riley can maybe confirm, but I believe that when they were getting on stage, I think I looked at Riley and said, we're about to get fucked up. <laughs> and uh that's exactly what happened uh so false body is the band out of edmonton one of my favorite sets of the year hands down um undeniably appealing to me and everyone else in that room now everyone else in that room was there for a hardcore show so i don't know how that would relate to everyone else but uh yeah i put on their their record uh from i think it was june or july showing up anyway i think i first listened to it either that night when i got home or first thing the next morning and yeah, I've listened to it a ton since. Now, it's not 15 minutes long. It's 14-something. Oh. But they okay. still consider it an album. And Interesting. I don't give a fuck. It's good. No, it's that's, amazing. That's so, fine. Yeah, your EP can fit. I, your raw, your Rural Alberta Advantage EP can fit in the okay. category if you want. It gets an honorable mention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I only have one choice left. Oh, God. And there's only one choice I can make with it, which I'm sure most people are tired of me talking about ad nauseum. I know my family is sick to death, and it's probably their least favorite album of the year with how much I've spun it. Um, are we... I mean, I have assumptions. It can't be. Your, um, your assumptions are, have to be right. Is it Sturgill? It is not Sturgill. Is it Charlie? But Sturgill... Because Sturgill's was last year, was it not? That bluegrass album that... Was, was it really? The, I, I'm pretty sure... Duty and Juanita? Yeah. Oh, really? I think that Maybe. was 21. Okay, so it's not Sturgill Simpson, but I, but and it's not Charlie Crockett? It is Charlie Crockett. <laughs> I 
I listened to that it song is, today. That I, that I am a clown song is uh, that's what it's called, right? I'm just a clown. It's I'm was, just a that clown. That was that was my walking song of summer, right? It's just got a that vibe. That is your walking song of summer. I forgot. It's just got a vibe to it. Yeah, it's great. I knew absolutely nothing about Charlie Crockett going into this year, even yeah. though he's been at it for probably five or six mm-hmm. and has at least ten albums out with all the the cover series that he does, which yeah. he also released two albums the young, this year or something. GL. The GL. Yeah. yeah. What is GL? My buddy was trying to explain it to me. Yeah, you know, honestly. GL Records or yeah. something presents. Yeah. Anyways, go ahead. And it's all like classic all, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, 50s, yeah. 60s um, country covers. But it was his and his original stuff that I've gone back to and listened from years past, also good. Yeah. But the production of this one and just like every the perfect storm came together um, for this album. It does have like the little intro reprise that starts it off and finishes it. So it's got a nice little yeah. bookend to it. Um, just kind of a, a nice classic country sound, but there's some jazz. Like there's a song called Trinity River on mm-hmm. it. That is just a straight up like '40s swing and jazz kind of tune. Um, you know, his story of uh, of being you know the the hobo making his way around yeah. from Texas to California and all Very points cool. in between. There was just I don't know what it is that hooked me on that album, but there you go. I mean, it's good. There's some really cool shit on there. Start to finish. That's the kind of record I wish Sturgill was still making. Hundred percent. I totally can. Yes, and that Sturgill Give me has some horns. Made. Yep. Give me some horns. Yep. And uh, yeah. That's then. Then I'm back on track with Sturgill. Although as I far did, as I'm I did like the dude in Juanita <laughs> as well. All right, so this is my last one. Okay, always Blue Rev. Hmm. Spelt A L V V A Y S. Double B's. Okay, so I am a sucker for always. Um, they fit very, very perfectly in this like weird dream pop shoegazy alternative stream of music that I too often fall in love with. <laughs> but Blue Rev was uh, there's a long wait for this album. It's been a few years. Um, and um, it provided me with song executions that I thought only existed in the past. So 10 or 12 years ago, when I first started getting into The Smiths and The Cure and all those 80s bands that I thought were lamos when I was in high school and stuff, um, you know, I never, or my, there's, there's just a ton of music and bands that seem very unique and distinct to a, a time. Yeah. Um, but, what they've done on Blue Rev, like they've taken a couple songs and they actually feel like fully evolved Smith songs that aren't the Smiths, that are always. Hmm. That's so rare. And to this me. is how many albums in for all those? Three. Those? Okay. Three full length albums. Um, it's Molly Rankin's voice of the Rankin family. Yeah. Um, kind of Canadian royalty, I guess, yep. as far as, as Canadian heritage music goes. But uh, yeah, this, it's incredible. It's amazing. It's really quite quite impressive what they've what they've accomplished with that and as much as i don't rely on the charts they're crushing it like there it looks like according to the the lists the top 50 lists like yeah they are competing with beyonce and rosalita and stuff like that so it's wild it's wild it's a really really cool record and we they have not played both yeah no 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 i saw them at the gateway many many years ago like 2013 or something and uh, I think that was just before they kind of like, because uh, that's a great example of a band that has had a ton of critical acclaim, mm-hmm. uh, festival darlings, mm-hmm. fucking pitchfork, KEXP YouTube videos, like they're they're all over. Um, and yeah, I remember listening to them on Indie 88 in Toronto, and I don't think they got any, any, any spins outside of maybe CBC outside of that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's another good example of that. That's a, a full topic for another podcast. There's so much of that stuff. Even <laughs> though I'm in that world, I have, like, people ask, well, how come that doesn't? I got no idea. Yeah. 
Trust us. Really, <laughs> you think this guy makes the decisions? Yeah. It really, really should. Honorable mentions? Um, the only, not necessarily album-wise, but the one guy I was going to mention that I listened to a ton this year that I think has got to be one of the biggest stories, success stories in music, is Zach Bryan. Mm, yeah, think tell I me about this guy. A little bit. I don't so know anything uh, about this guy. I want to say like, he was a Navy SEAL or a Marine. Maybe he was a Marine. Okay. Uh, and and you know served and did a lot of tours, but performed while he was right while he was doing that. And everybody's like, dude, you got something here. And I forget what song it was that actually broke him, but it was a, a mutual friend of our son that had said, you know, hey Pete, I think you might like this guy because mm. it's kind of in that. I keep seeing the name Americana country rock kind of a little Springsteen like early Springsteen kind of vibe to it. And uh, anyways, yeah, so he said, check it out. So I checked it out, and it was right up my alley. I enjoyed it. When I first started listening to him earlier this year, probably would have been March, April, he was at 2 million monthly Spotify listeners. Mm -hmm. I think he just topped 20. Wow. That's crazy. In the span of under a year. So what happened? And also, again, not a ton of radio play. I know they're pushing him really, really hard at Canadian country radio right now. Okay. And it's not gaining a little bit of traction going in the United States at radio, but I like I don't know what it was, but it's just I don't know if it's you know again going through pandemic and and those times maybe that it's just a little bit more earthy, hearty kind of music that if that's what's really connecting with people. And again, it also <clears throat> seems to really be connecting with a younger audience. Is he uh, like when you can you compare him to the other? kind of outcasts that we've talked about in the country game like is he as musically proficient uh as a sturgill or a charlie crockett or no it's a it's definitely a little different than that and it definitely tends to lean a little bit more mainstream it's definitely not anywhere near the bro country territory yeah. of things mm-hmm. um but it is more just kind of an acoustic it's not even it's, i wouldn't even put southern rock as the label on it um but no, you know, again, a, a charlie crockett or a coulter wall or sturgill or tyler childers is another one i'll throw out there as a as a as an album that I listened to quite a bit this year. It's not quite, those lean a little bit more to the really early, early roots yeah. of country. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Zach Bryan, again, is a little bit more into that, um, you know, kind of maybe 70s hmm. acoustic feel. All right, I'll have to, uh, but, yeah, keep seeing But again, just to see that story go from 2 million monthly listeners to 20. Yeah, that's wild. In, in less than a year is, I think that's a pretty good success story. Um, one of my honorable, I've got five honorable mentions. Um, Sham Family mentioned mm-hmm. Sham Family EP I thought was fantastic. Jordan Clawson's Glossolalia. Chat Pile, God's Country. Hmm. So this is a Baltimore, I think, uh, post-punk slash, I don't know. I've seen them called Sludge Metal, which I don't think is totally fair. Um, that album just came out, or it just became familiar to me. So I've, I've only been through it a few times, and already it's like very, very impactful. Uh, Soul Glows, Diaspora Problems, and Viagra Boys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cave World. So <laughs> yeah. I did kind of forget about this record for the last couple months, um, but I listened to that album over and over and over again this summer. It was really, really good. Really good. Yeah, I remember you guys talking an awful Fuck, lot about so weird and goofy and just absurd, but also totally relevant. Yeah, it was bizarre. When... Bizarre. Just another one that popped up that I remember we talked about. Maybe it was last year. When was, was Turnstile this year? Nope, Turnstile was last year. Turnstile was last year, okay. Which actually is funny because I like that record this year more than I did last year. Yeah. Yeah, that's another one that's stuck with me from last year to this. I didn't love love it from front to back when it first came out. And then, uh, I don't know, at some point this year, I was like, oh, I miss that music. And I got right back into it. And that record's fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason, like, I think of that, too, is, you know, I think both you and I are pretty good rock guys. But there's not not a ton of that in our lists, right? 
Well, I mean, a little bit. I, guess I got some hardcore. Your, I got some hardcore. I guess maybe some hardcore. But like, yeah. but again, like just like now you have you have t- you've dipped uh, more toes into the Rootsier music in yeah, the last few sure. years than than the first few years yeah. we were working together, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I think that's definitely kind of makes sense. Yeah, where I've gone, but I I did I like I really wanted to find just a good solid rock record. Is that Chili Peppers record actually good? Mm. I don't think. <laughs> know that i actually went any further than the first did you like the single I, I thought black summer was a decent single um but i haven't gone any further than that and i guess they released two this year two records, two records. dear god i don't even know if chili peppers fans need that much no. new chili peppers <laughs> no, i don't think they do it's like the third time they've done that too wasn't stadium arcadium like five hours it, long or some crazy album. shit yeah and they yeah. kicked it off with a blatant and Tom did, petty ripoff i've always liked the black keys but yeah. and i went through that album and it's a solid Black album, Keys album? It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Black Keys. Yeah, yeah. Well, those are, I'd say that we have offered some serious uh, potential for people to learn more about. There's a little cool something for music. everyone. There truly is. There truly is. So that was pretty good. Any surprises? Any shocks? No. No. No, honestly, I knew I knew Chastity was going to rank pretty yeah. high for you. Yeah, pretty I'm obvious. I'm sure you probably could have guessed the White Buffalo was going to rank Actually, for me. Yeah, I could have, but I don't know. I just maybe I just assume it's going to be there so I don't think about it anymore. Yeah, maybe. Um, well, that's that's a pretty solid top 5 for 2022 from the road the stage. Okay, so next up for us is uh yeah, we're going to hit you with some of our best our favorites. Our favorites of the past Moments year. from the last we've had, yeah. Uh, yeah, we've had some good some good gets. This it's been a, it's year. been a wild. It's been a, a very fun year for us. I think. Yeah. I think it's been a fun year. We're still pumping out episodes on a regular basis. We had uh, some major success with that warning interview. <laughs> um, yeah, and we're just kind of learning more about musicians that are making their way through town. How did we get that warning interview with only five hundred subs? Uh that was a great comment. <laughs> I love that comment. That was a great comment. What did he did he say 500 at the time or yeah. did he have a lower number and you commented that or did you say now nah, we actually have 600? Somebody commented back with 600. Anyways, I think uh yeah, it's uh, it's been a fun year and um if you uh haven't subscribed to the Communal Creative Studios YouTube channel yet then Get on it. I got nothing to say to you. Uh, we've managed to keep our good friends at Sawback Brewing Company and Go Services, Inc., Bose Barn Stage. They seem to enjoy being affiliated with mm-hmm, us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Staff right. there's finally starting to learn who we are. Yep. And uh, producers Ryan and Riley. Ryan's not here tonight, but Riley is manning the uh, yeah, the thing over there. Uh, and, uh, yeah, subscribe to the Camille Creative Studios YouTube channel. Please go. Best of coming next Wednesday. <laughs>